Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor. Today, I'm interviewing Holly A. Thorpe, hope I'm saying that right, who works for the charity Everyone. Um, welcome, Holly. Hi, Nicola. So, um, welcome and tell us a bit more about everyone, um, which this is a charity because um, until I met you, I'd not heard about it. Yes, Um, so we're a Lincolnshire-based charity. Um, We actually um, changed our name um, in 2016. Um, So we were formerly called the Lincolnshire Carers um, and Young Carers Partnership. Um, So um, we had a a really strong background um, in supporting unpaid uh, family carers. Um, but due to a few changes, um, we decided to um, sort of change our scope um, and, and start to support um, people who have ill health, uh, but also the people um, who are supporting them as well. So um, that's why we changed the name to everyone. Okay, so how long has it actual, from when it actually began, the charity been going? In terms of since um, when Lincolnshire Carers and Carers Partnership has been going, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah, um, but quite a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely o- over over 10 years, um, yeah. I'd say so. So what was the thoughts behind starting this charity? Um, so initially, um, when it was Lincolnshire Carers and Carers Partnership, um, as I mentioned, it was absolutely about supporting um, unpaid family carers, and that was... Um, at a strategic level but also at an operational level um, so we were working on a lot of um, projects and um, services with the Lincolnshire County Council um, right. to support unpaid carers mm-hmm. uh, but obviously since uh, 2016 since uh, we changed our scope um, we became everyone and it's really because um, we believe um, and we want to empower people really to be in control and at the centre of their own health um, and well-being and social needs um, so we act as kind of um, a voice and help to influence services um, and support um, to better um, every one person, really. Yeah, brilliant. So was, was there a person who sat behind all of this who had the idea? I'm being really nosy here because I'm just intrigued as to what made, whether it was a story of somebody, ha- something happened or whether it was the council that decided that needed it or... Yeah, um, I think initially when it was Lincolnshire Carers and Young Carers um, Partnership, there was um, a lady um, called Pauline Mountain who um, was really the driving force to setting up the the charity um, because she'd been um, an unpaid carer herself. Um, And then I guess in terms of um, rebranding and becoming everyone, um, that was um, the organisation as a whole kind of looking at where they wanted to go and really it was just because we, we do a lot of co-production work uh, and we noticed mm-hmm. that really um, the person who's being cared for um, and the carer really kind of um, an inseparable partnership. Um, yeah. they, they come as kind of one package. Uh, they should both be looked after and have their individual needs. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, and we've talked about this before, unpaid carers in the workplace. Um, yeah. Uh, often go unnoticed and unsupported um, and yet they will feel quite 
uh, quite a tug of war with with work and what's going on at home um, and in their surroundings won't they um, so any support they can have yeah definitely um, I think well in Lincolnshire there's um, an estimated um, 84,000 unpaid carers wow quite a large number yeah. Um, and I think um, the Carers UK estimate that about one in seven um, carers are juggling their work with um, unpaid care responsibilities. So, you know, when you're looking at organisations, even small and medium sized organisations, that's quite a significant number um, yeah. really, um, juggling the two roles. So, yeah, definitely in terms of how businesses can support their um, employees, it's, it's vital, really, um, for businesses to. Mm, definitely. So what does your role actually involve doing? Yep, so um, my role at the organisation is um, I'm a carers and employment worker um, and I work on um, a carers and employment project um, which is um, in partnership with the charity Carers First who deliver mm-hmm. the carers service in the county um, but it's funded through the Lincolnshire County Council um, right. and my role of the project really is to support um, local employers um, particularly those um, of small and medium-sized businesses um, just to get them to be more care aware and care friendly in the workplace and to kind of think about what they can do um, mm-hmm. to support their staff really. Yeah no re- really useful stuff because um, quite often um, the smaller employers in particular um, obviously can't afford sort of like employee assistant programs and things like that yeah. so this could easily get missed so I mean, you, you've got a website and you've got um, details that I will share later um, when I post this. Yeah. And I really think that, you know, there's, there's support there that the employer could actually be tapping into as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, um, a lot of small and medium sized businesses, they, you know, they, they can't afford and they don't have um, policies um, and procedures in place. But, um, you know, for me and in terms of my role and when I go out to businesses, it's about getting them to look at the small adjustments that they can make. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time, you know, unpaid carers, they don't want you to move mountains for them. They literally just want um, even to just be able to talk about their caring role and just you know allowing them to have their mobile phones with them at their desk just really small things that actually give them peace of mind and and mean that they're a lot more productive really when they're at work Mm, yeah that's a really useful one and and there's a tip there um (laughs) I think for employers there as well so thank you for that one Holly (laughs) no worries um looking at your role uh and I know that you're involved with the social media element and because I have a lot of business owners who tend to listen to this what tip Um, would you share with listeners to help them with their businesses with social media yeah so um, as part of my role um, as well I look after all of our charity um, social media accounts Um, and I think really my um, tip would just be to um, you know be committed and consistent with with posting um, but also show your personality when you're engaging with other people and other businesses Mm -hmm. because um, you're more likely to get that um, engagement back um, Mm. from from your um, you followers and and people who like your pages um, and I guess just to keep up to date with trends you know particularly at the minute there's a lot of um focus on video and I think that's really something that's taking off and um, it adds that kind of personal element um to businesses and to um what, what you try and what messages you try and get out there so yeah definitely um try try video yeah that yeah that's really helpful thank you um so 
what do you think the trials and tribulations are for unpaid carers in particular? Yeah, I think, um, well, obviously, as I mentioned, there's um, 84,000 unpaid carers in Lincolnshire, but in, in terms of the, the UK, there's, there's around um, just over 4.5 million carers um, who are juggling their work with um, caring responsibilities. So um, it's a really significant number. And I think, number one, it's probably they might not identify themselves as unpaid carers in the first place so they might not know that they can reach out and get support for for what they're doing because you know they're just looking after a loved one and um, so they don't realize that they are unpaid carers um i think you know when, when we speak to carers and they talk about what they want from from their employers it's it's really not a lot it's um mainly just to be able to have a conversation and, and to just discuss what's what's going on and to just have a little bit more flexibility um because caring is really um you know unpredictable yeah um, not every day is the same and it's just about um having that understanding with employers and obviously also people can become carers you know overnight someone could turn up to work tomorrow um, and suddenly be a carer um, so it's just about having that upfront up knowledge and being able to know how you can support them. Yeah, yeah, they're very true. Yeah, so, well, and that's something that I'm sure people will appreciate. So what other roles did you have before this one? Yeah, um, so I've had a few um, roles before this one. So um, initially, um, I was actually working at Boots, the head office of Nottingham. Um, as a store communi communications assistant, so um, looking after the internal communications for the um, store and field team colleagues. Okay. Um, and then I moved within um, the organisation to work um, in their operations team um, on multi-channel, so a, a similar role, still communicating with stores, but at a more kind of operational level. Yeah. Um, and then I did actually go um, and work for um, Lynch Carers and Young Carers Partnership, um, as their comms and engagement lead um, and then subsequently um, mm. in comms and engagement for carers first uh, when they got awarded the contract in Lincolnshire so um, always kind of a communication mm. um, role really. Yeah um, and that, that that's quite interesting um, because I think sometimes we all fail at communication um, so th clearly that's one of the skill sets you brought from your previous role yeah definitely and i think it's um it kind of underpins everything really when you look at you know anything in terms of you know business and um how we operate if you don't have good communication um things really struggle so um i i, I like to think it's a really good um skill to have mm. um, oh, nice. it's yeah. definitely helped me in every role really yeah definitely so on that basis for, for <laughs> listeners what key communication tips would you share yeah, I think um, really um, thinking about it, it'd be to look at um, your internal communication and just, especially with the role that I'm doing now and, and focusing on unpaid carers, but just generally as um, looking at business environments, I think it's just about creating that open culture really and an, an environment where people feel they can talk. Um, yeah. I think when you kind of have that family um, feel and that unit, um, you know, you, you're going to get to this, the bottom of problems a lot quicker. Um, you're all going to support each other when someone might need some help um, and really rally around. So I think just, you know, creating that open culture is, is really important in terms of communication because 
um, you know, then no one's hiding anything or feeling like they can't come forward and speak. Yeah, no, I think you. I think you're totally right. Um, and the best teams work by being open and honest. And yeah. as well, I suppose um, being able to give feedback to each other. And I always think it's a, a mark of a of a good team when they can do that. Um, so, and I saw it recently um, in in a business, um, and we were doing some training and looking at um, process mapping actually, and one one of the people had to tell the other person that actually when you do this this is how it affects me mm-hmm. and they both and the other person could have taken it quite um up could have been quite upset and yeah. yet yet she took it really really well and you could see that they had a really good team working relationship yeah and were able to take that feedback so so it was great to see yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, once you build those relationships, you do you do take feedback a lot better and you know that it's coming from a good place and, and that as a unit, you all want to strive to be the best. So, um, yeah, you definitely, it, it does make a big impact. Yeah, definitely. So what's the biggest challenge that you face with your role in everyone? Um, in terms of my role, um, I'd probably say um, just getting people to understand um, who unpaid carers are really um, because obviously like I mentioned um, earlier a lot of people just see themselves as looking after a loved one um, it's just what I do you know helping out with the shopping or popping round, and they don't realize that you know actually they are carrying out caring responsibilities so I think initially it's getting people to understand that so they can start to self-identify and identify people um, and then I think um, in terms of what we offer to businesses um the free resources and things i think it's just getting more corporate organizations um mm. to come on board and to understand the business benefits and um, of supporting their employees because i think um sometimes we'll get businesses who say oh well i don't actually have anyone who's caring and um, so it's not really a problem for us at the minute um mm. but like i say you know caring can someone can become a carer overnight and it's about having those resources you know just mm spiled away ready for if anything does happen and having kind of a strategy um in place and that forward thinking really um because we get a lot of health organizations um and businesses who you know first-hand deal with unpaid carers um but mm. it's, it's, it's the more corporate organizations i'd say yeah no um and i think certainly i hope by sharing what you do in this podcast that we'll get get you out there more so that people know about it because I do think um it makes a huge difference and and it's about understanding how you give that support to the individuals who are the carers and I think I, I look back and I went through a pretty rough time with my mother being really poorly um, and I probably wouldn't have classed myself as an unpaid carer but in reality I was Mm -hmm. because there was nobody else and when she was ill I had to make sure it was me that was there for her. Luckily um, I had a good employer at the time who was really supportive and made a difference so yeah you you're totally right it it's it, we need to get it out there more so hopefully people listening will go and have a look at your website that when I share the links etc yeah and I think also it's it's looking at and knowing that every one carer is very different um and yeah. they, 
all need the same thing and yeah. so obviously like with bigger organizations it's okay having you know carers policies and things in place but um the, the best case studies and um, examples i've seen of best practice have really been where they just take each carer case by case and yeah. look at the best way to, to help them really employment so yeah, yeah. I, I, as you say we're all different so we all need different things that's right yeah. so what's been your biggest lesson in life to date oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one to pick I've probably got a few really um probably um you know not resting on your laurels and always striving um to, to for something outside of your comfort zone I know I've done a lot of things recently um, you know giving presentations and doing public speaking and things that have been really outside my comfort zone so um, but it's been good for me in terms of my development so so yeah definitely um, keep doing things that challenge you um, and also probably just patience is a virtue especially with this role um, and, and getting organizations on board I think it's just keep um, doing what you're doing um, and believing in what what you're trying to achieve, and um, as as long as you keep you know that drum beat going and um, the messages out there, people will start to come on board. Yeah, do you know what? I think that's a lovely message as well, and that can apply to business or if you're studying or yeah, anything, isn't it? It's about just be patient. Um, um, yeah, not giving up and just yeah. knowing what your end goal is, and it doesn't matter how long it takes, just keep going. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right, Holly. That that's really uh, good tips there as well. Um, I noticed that um, that you've had experience of organising events. Yeah. Um, and I, I was quite intrigued because um, you tend to learn about organising events um, through trial and tribulation, like I've mentioned before. I think that's my favourite phase yeah. at the minute. Um, and um, I just wondered what tips that you could have around what you need to think about when you're organizing them yeah I think um it's definitely learning through trial and tribulation absolutely. Yeah. Uh, trial and error absolutely and I think probably my top tip would just be to give yourself enough time to do the planning and um, but more so the publicity um, like you can have a really good program um for the event you can have a great location but if you don't give yourself enough time to actually get the word out there and publicize it. You're not going to get the people, you know, the bums on seats. So um, I think definitely um, I've had a few experiences where uh, we've had to turn events around really quickly or, you know, they're done last minute and we haven't given ourselves as much time as what we would have liked. And, you know, when you analyze it afterwards and look at how it went, the, the main thing that comes out is, you know, if only we'd had enough more time to, you know, get the word out there and spread it across all our communications channels and, and things. So, yeah, just give yourself enough time to advertise. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a really important one, actually. Um, and, and the reason I ask is um, I'm working with two other ladies yeah. um, and we're about to start a, a networking uh, group in Boston, Lincolnshire. Um, so I would just like, well, what what would you tell me? And so that's really interesting because I think that's one thing that we need to get a little bit better at. So uh, yeah, because you, obviously you're setting up a networking group, so it's going to be an ongoing event. I think mm. as well, it's probably a bit about not just that initial um, publicising, but once you know you start to get 
people on board um, and, and people coming along, it's getting them to, to share the word really because there's no better way of spreading the word than people who mm. attending themselves. So yeah, yeah. more than action to, to, to go away and bring another person with them next time and things. Uh, Maya, that's a really good tip. Thank you. Um, and for anybody listening, if you're thinking of organising events, then I hope you're picking this one up. <laughs> so, um, your time at Boston working on uh, Boston Boots, let's get it right, working <laughs> on communications, what was the biggest highlight from that? Um, I'd probably say, um, well, when I was um, uh, working in the stores communications team, um, I was in charge of a, um, a communications channel, which was called the Weekly Focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, um, you know, um, engaging with all the 70,000 store and field team colleagues um, every week. And as part of that, um, I actually got to video um, the stores director um, at the start of every week so he could share um, what his key messages and um, asks of, of stores was um, and what they should focus on for that week in terms of the business mm. um, and then I kind of went away and edited it um, and created a document to, to sit alongside it pulling out um, the key messages so I think I really enjoyed that because um, not only did I get to interact with the store's director I also got to you know see firsthand what the, what the focus was for that week which was really interesting and exciting. Mm. And to be one of the first to know so and especially uh, when we filmed uh, the Christmas ones that was that was always really good yeah I should think that gave you you know that feeling of, um, of happiness and and that feel good factor as well when you were doing yeah, definitely. yeah and you felt like you was doing um, you know something good and I think it also gave me um, you know experience with with you know creating relation working relationships with people um at all levels really i mean you know you can't get much higher than the stores that one of the stores directors so um, for me because it was like my first job out of um, university it was it was a real um learning curve for me to to be able to be in charge of that and you know i got to the point where i wasn't afraid to tell them when they'd said something wrong or they'd got a figure wrong (laughs) or anything like that and i think they really appreciated that so yeah it was brilliant yeah, that's good and also I suppose you also got the editing skills for video so you so you should be flying with videos now <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was brilliant it was a lot of oh God, trial and tribulation again with that one yeah. <laughs> technology yeah. um, but then when I obviously went to do my role in the operations team um, it helped me there because we we created videos to help stores actually see how they could do certain processes um, in store so so yeah, it definitely helps me, and I got a lot quicker at it. And, and even now, just with social media, that's really interesting and, and great idea for um, sort of online teaching in a different way. So brilliant. Yeah, I think especially now that we've we've got the opportunity to use technology, a lot of people do learn, you know, kinetically and. Um, being able to you know film videos is brilliant, especially with social media, you can get them out there instantly. Um, mm. There's, there's no better way really of communicating no that's another tip you see you're giving loads here <laughs> yeah. um so before we end the podcast what support would you appreciate from listeners here to help the everyone charity and and can you share your contact details or somebody that they can get in touch with if they're interested in finding out a bit more yeah so as i mentioned obviously a lot of the work that i do is supporting businesses um, to better understand and be more care aware in the workplace and as part of that um, we offer um, free sign up to um, an initiative called Employees for Carers 
um, which is a national initiative run by Powers UK. Um, but Lincolnshire County Council are actually an umbrella member, um, which means that any um, smaller, medium-sized business in Lincolnshire can actually access these online resources for free. So um, if anyone wants to get in touch with me to get the uh, access code for that, uh, they can do. Um, and also we offer um, free care awareness training um, sessions to organisations. Um, and also we have um, a Carers Quality Award that organisations can achieve to show um, the support they give to their colleagues, but also um, service users or customers who might be unpaid carers. So um, if anyone yeah, does want to, to um, have a, a discussion about anything that we offer, um, obviously they can look on our website um, or they can give me um, an email, which is just um, holly.acethorpe at every-one.org.uk. Um, or they can call me. Uh, my number is 077415721197. Um, but I'll pass you um, the details as well, just so you can um, share them. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thank you for that. So we're on the final question. Yep. And to go for the listeners to go away with, what's the biggest tip you would share with business owners for them to take away from this podcast? My biggest tip, um, so obviously I'm going to come at it from an um, employee internal communication um, kind of carer angle. So I guess it's just um, to make it normal to talk um, and know your staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if your employees feel um, you know, that they have an open, they can have open and honest conversations about any issues that they might be facing, um, particularly outside of work, um, then you'll be able to take the necessary steps um, and to support them really to ensure um, that pro- productivity is not implicated. Um, so yeah, just just have those conversations, mm. create that open culture would be my my number one tip. I think especially now in in today's um, society, you know, the lines between work and, and home are really becoming quite blurred. Mm. So I think as as business owners, we really need to be started start to adapt to that um, and understand mm. that um, they're not two separate two separate things and and you do need to offer that support to your employees yeah I think that's personal life yeah I think that's a really good tip to end with and I I think it's those conversations that make all the difference so um excellent thank you Holly you're welcome so it's been lovely having you on the podcast Holly um this will be shared shortly so thank you for your time today no thank you for having me that's lovely and this is the people mentor signing off until next time thank you for listening bye thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the podcast if you need any help or advice please contact nicola on nicola richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk the people mentor driving your business forward